The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. We're back, and the Pelicans are looking like legitimate title contenders, and it appears to have some other teams in their collective feelings, which I understand. Meanwhile, the Celtics continue to dominate in the Eastern Conference, and we'll get into that and plenty more with the co-host of the Dunk Tales podcast, James Hollis, on today's episode. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and, and Jack. Jack Welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you so much for coming by. I said, wait, welcome so much for coming by. Thank welcome you so much. Welcome so much for coming by. And welcome so much. Thank and you. And thank us for welcoming. Yes. Therefore, <laughs> we should welcome our guest. The man who comes from Trini, grew up in South Carolina, and was a Bulls fan, then switched to Celtics once Magic, I said Magic, Michael Jordan yes. retired. Please welcome Mr. James Hollis. James. Wow. How are you? So, I didn't know all my... My business be put on Front Street. So. Yeah, we we had to know because the second Jabari was like, "Hey, we're going to be talking about the Celtics next week," and I said, "Oh, okay. Well, what's who's the guest?" And he said, "Oh, you know, it's James. You know, he's he was he's from San Diego." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Wait, what, what, what? I'm not from San Diego, so that's one that's, thing." And, and obviously, that's why I said, and see, that's why Trini came in the bio. Now, do I have that right? You were born in Trinidad. And I was born in Trinidad, the big 
Trinity Blood. It's like okay. Frost Nixon over here, man. Miles <laughs> is grilling you. <clears throat> right? That is correct, right, sir? So let the record show that my man is from Trinity. Okay. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Wait, so the when you switched to the Celtics, they were they They're were bad. rough. Yeah. 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 It was like the ML Carr, Rick Patino era. Yeah, that's the the you know Walter Walter McCarty and them. Yeah, Tony yeah, Delph. yeah, yeah. All right, my dad was in there. Jim O'Brien coached really? them for a little while. Yeah, I'll be damned. Yeah, yeah. and then a, a long dark winter for Celtics fans. One hundred percent. The big three. Then KG came into town. Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, wait, what does this roster look like again? And I'm like, yep, yep. Dana Barrows. Dana yep. Barrows. Tyus Edney. Mm-hmm. Purvis Ellison. Stand up. Nervous, per- never nervous, purpose. Exactly. Right. He was a number one pick, wasn't he? Coming out of Louisville, never nervous, purpose. No, he was the first. Yeah, eighty nine. And Travis Knight. Look at, look at them. Look at these. Look at the gang all together. Wait. So, what was that like? I mean, so we always like to ask up top. You know, like, what's your, what was your fandom journey essentially? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I basically cut my teeth on MJ and the Bulls. That's when I first really got into the league. And uh, look, I have no remorse about it. Once MJ left, I I jumped ship. I did. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, like, I'm not watching. I'm not watching this trash. And did you did you like strategically jump to the Celtics because they had had so much success? And you were like, no, all right, no, I like Paul Pierce. I like uh, I like Antoine Walker for some reason. Yeah. Antoine Walker, you know, I think I even had a pair of his shoes. Yeah, he was one of my favorite players. And so, like, even though they sucked, they were fun to watch. So. Yeah, employee number eight. Was that yeah. was that his? He had like some nickname that just never got off the ground. It was like, yeah, something. Yeah, they, I mean, it was all manufactured by Adidas, right? <laughs> right, right. They wait. They really called him some like employee. That was in the like commercial. it was a startup. Yeah. yeah, boy number eight. I make baskets. That's wow, right. this is in the feet you wear era of Adidas shoes. Yeah, I'd imagine, that's right? Because right? yeah, that's when they had their their basketball uh, commercials on point. What was that like? You know, seeing Rick Fox kind of leave y'all <laughs> and then go to the Lakers. Did that hurt, or you don't you don't even care? No, nah, I don't care. I've never been a super emotional fan. Like you know, no. wow. How yeah. do you do that? Because every time we have every, all of our guests come on, they're all like emotionally healthy. Yeah, um, I mean, they're like adults about their basketball. Yeah, fandom. I'm over here it's like weird. wetting my pants because the Clippers scored a basket. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to parse through it all. I just don't get that, man. Which is, I, I find like super fans like fascinating because like, yeah, it sucks to lose. Like we lost the finals last year. This sucks. I was just like, yeah. And my friends like, oh, you must be so pissed off. I'm like, we were just in the finals, bro. Like, right. <laughs> Where were y'all? Yeah. Like, why would I be pissed off? They're trying to talk trash. Oh, I said, Lakers. Didn't, my my friends who was in the Lakers fan. Sure. Like, you guys didn't even like what? Why would I? Why are you trying to trash talk me? You didn't. You were. You didn't make the playoffs. What are you? Wow. What are you doing? Oh, here, so you're. You, yeah. You operate from wisdom. Like you're like, but comparatively i have nothing to be upset about but you have everything to be upset about i mean think about where celtics were last january you know what i mean at one point they were what, 18 and 21 and to right. go from that to the finals like yeah, yeah. not to be sad about it sucked watching jason tatum play like you know gerald wallace you know that sucked watching him <laughs> get locked yeah. up by wiggins that wasn't a lot of fun you know that mm-hmm. we saw it again last weekend a couple of times but you know it happened yeah what are your feelings on the celtics because like over here we're like man they're Who's who's gonna stop them? But I know you know last couple last couple games been a bit of a hiccup. Last couple games it looked identical to last season before everything took off. So that lets me know that there's still remnants of whatever kind of hanging around the team. I'm a huge Jalen Brown fan. I like Jalen more than Tatum. Like that's my guy. Wow. I've been a big Marcus Smart guy since he's there. So those are my two favorite Celtics. Um, I get that Tatum is the Rolls Royce, but I like the other two better. Um, So yeah, I have a good feeling about him. I didn't. 
I've been kind of waiting for the other shooter drop all season, you know, mm-hmm. and I think these last two games, almost maybe I've been a little self-fulfilling prophecy. So I was like, man, they can't be this good. This is ridiculous. I didn't think that shooting really, that shooting might not be sustainable. They had four guys over 40% and like they were just bombing. I thought it would come back down to earth a little bit. I didn't think they would do what they just did last weekend against the Suns and then the Clippers. Those are really two bad stinkers, two real stinkers, though. You mean the Warriors and the I'm sorry, the Warriors. The Clippers, and yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. You beat up on the Suns. We yeah. beat the hell was, out of the Suns. I was going to say, did that kind of, for me, it looked like, once that game happened, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then it looked like, oh, the Warriors came, and then a lot of fans were like, man, Tatum's got the Warriors living rent free in his head. What's going on? Though. It's true. I think he wants so bad to overcome it that he, he looked terrible. Wants it too bad. Yep. And then last game against the Clippers, same kind of thing. The Clippers just put two bodies at him, and he gets, I feel like he gets into his own head a little bit. You know what I mean? He doesn't just play. I can right. see him trying to do moves. I'm like, why would you just Eurostep into that guy? But in his head, he was already thinking, I'm driving, I'm going to do the Eurostep. You know what I mean? So, right, right. Yeah. Mm. So the the thing we talked about, I think, on last week's episode is that their offensive efficiency, their offense this season, like last season, the thing that really was the engine of their kind of breakout success halfway through the season when, yeah, I think you said 18 and 21, they were, they were not a special team. And then their defense just jumped up a level and they became one of the best defensive teams of all time. And suddenly they were like unbeatable. And this season, their offense has been that. So home, their offense is just way head and shoulders when they're at home. It's head and shoulders above everybody else in the mm-hmm. NBA. And when it's away, they have the fourth best offensive efficiency mm-hmm. in the league. So overall, they're still head and shoulders above everybody else. But it feels like there's something where they're just like a little more comfortable at home, which obviously is not out of the ordinary. But do you think in watching the games, do you feel like there's something repeatable? Do you think like the Warriors or the Clippers like figured out something or is it just there? there's a mental block there? Um, I think the big thing was Al Horford being out for both yeah. teams. Al, I call him, it's, it's a funny term, but I didn't realize after I said it, I call him the offensive lubricant. Yeah. Because he makes every so yeah, he makes everything just run smoother. You know, he's such a smart player. And then defensively, uh, especially against the Warriors, Blake Griffin and Luke Cornett can't be on the floor. And they have right. to, they have to be on the floor. And 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 Steph and Clay and even Jordan Poole just feasted, right? They're in a deep right. drop. So these guys are coming off and taking shooting practice and they got comfortable, and that's what happened against the Warriors. Um, Al Horford kind of mitigates that, and then Rob Williams helps mitigate that. So uh, yeah, defensively. I think Boston's problem right now, they let the game affect them. So when they get behind, they start playing a little tight or they start playing a little hero ball. Only Jalen Brown doesn't seem to really care. Jalen's like, I'm going to scoop. But yeah, Tatum gets in his head a little bit. Uh, I think Malcolm Brogdon tried to do too much last game. So yeah, yeah they, they got some things to figure out. Jalen Brown gets better every season, which right. is like this season he's averaging 29.8 points, 9.6 boards, and 4.2 assists a contest, I guess, in, in the month of December. But yeah. he's he's just getting so... He just gets so much better season after season. Do you think... The thing that I think I'm most excited to see about when Robert Williams returns is do you think he will be doing the contest from the paint? <laughs> the cornet contest the cornet yeah. contest where he jumps when he's not even close just to like break the concentration i've seen one player make a shot 
when he did that. It was a uh, <laughs> a guy from Toronto. What's it? I think was it uh, Gary Trent Jr. I think. Yeah. I think I saw him make a three. Other than that, I literally haven't seen a single other person make a shot. And it's funny because now even like uh, they're talking about it on the games. Um, no, nah, I, I doubt anybody else is going to start doing that. Yeah. They should. Did someone else do it? I thought someone else tried it. Yeah, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart did the it. Other night. No, Kinda. I know in the other night, we talked about the last episode, but I could have swore, no, nah, maybe I'm just, yeah, taking that leftover excitement of being like, it's becoming a thing, yo. I, I yeah. mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. Like, yeah, people miss shots when he does it somehow. And like he's done it a lot, and people yeah. miss a lot of shots. So it's, 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 uh, it sounds dumb. And I know that, um, What's his name? Uh, the TNT guy. Jeff. I know Jeff Van Gundy was making fun of him by how ridiculous it was, but right. hey, man. But it works. I mean, that's what's so funny. Like, sometimes the the most effective things are just things that are right in front of you. And like, man, that looks foolish. And you're like, you're actually blocking their vital moment of seeing the basket when they're like, right. you know. Or it's, like, it's a distraction, whatever. But it's yeah. funny because, like, we talk about how Shaq said, I'm not shooting Brandy free throws because it wasn't cool. Yeah. You know, and like. Shaq, you could have scored like a, a billion more points if you said, yeah. I, I got to be cool. So, hey, no, it looks cool, but if it's Don't worry, my fused wrist is all good. Check this <laughs> out. I'm just going to push it straight there. Make Charles Oakley look like uh, Mark Price or something. It's also like Shane Battier did that. One of his secret hacks was he would put his hand directly in the face of the shooter so that they couldn't see the basket. Right. So, like, yeah, there, there might be something there. There's also this uh, basketball documentary called Basketball. Where uh, they just yeah. try and uh, distract the players while shooting. Yeah, That's Matt Parker and Trey Stone, man, really slept on in the league, I would say. One of the best. For you, James, what's the end rule with the Celtics? Like, where, where are we ending up? Are you are we getting to the finals? Is It's going to stop at the conference finals? What do you think? So, so I'm, I'm very much a pragmatic basketball fan where I know to make the finals, you can have all the talent in the world, but it takes a combination of luck, talent, discipline, endurance, mental stamina, all these things have to be in the in the gumbo and the right ingredients. Because not only luck for you to you know hit shots at the right time, you're going to run into an opponent that has somebody injured. You're going to run into an opponent that has somebody suspended. Opponent with somebody in a deep funk. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. Last year there was a confluence of events that led to Boston making the finals. The chances of that happening again are so low that I wouldn't be disappointed if they didn't. I want them to, and I think they have mm-hmm. the talent to. But we all know Rob Williams' health is a question. Just a couple years ago, Jalen Brown hurt himself before the playoffs and didn't get to play. All it takes is one badly sprained ankle. All it takes is one uh, pulled hamstring. All it takes is one concussion protocol at the wrong time. So I I know the chances are really, really low, but I think all the ingredients are there for Boston to do it. Okay. Now, when you're sitting atop the league, like Mm -hmm. the Celtics currently are, I think in a lot of people's estimation, but like just like, you know, sitting up, looking at the challengers, like, I think you have a unique vantage point as to you can tell us who scares you when you're looking around the league, like who, who actually scares you? Because the Celtics are the, in my opinion, the best team in the league. And when that's the team you're rooting for, you have a confidence, but you also have like a, an increased heightened sensitivity to like, who's actually dangerous around the league. I'm, I'm curious to hear what, what are the teams that, that frighten you as a Celtics fan? 100% 100% Milwaukee. Um, Giannis is a force of nature, and while Boston did a decent job, they still barely escaped with the, by the skin of their teeth last year in the playoffs. Chris Middleton being back, um, this makes they're going to be tough. I know Milwaukee, and after all this thing with Boston and then Milwaukee hasn't looked great, I think Milwaukee's with a game behind Boston right now. When Middleton came back, uh, he, he was playing, I, I think I was watching his second game back. Mm-hmm. He was just 
hitting threes that are the most contested three. It's just a skill that like he has unlike anybody else. Like it's just a bad shot from anybody else. And he's just, you know, he doesn't like elevate that much. He just has a quick release and he will shoot it directly in your face like that. That really put me back in the, Ooh, Milwaukee's really dangerous and mode. Some, something about him playing Boston. He turns into prime freaking almost T-Mac or something. I, yeah. I'm right. game, there was a couple games that I remember one, like he hit a shot, like a turnaround over Marcus Smart from like 30 feet at the buzzer to go into overtime. And it, yeah, yeah, it's something about seeing Boston Green, Kelly Green. He just kind of he goes bonkers. Um, right. Obviously, the Warriors, the Warriors are in their head right now. They're, they're in yeah. their head. Jalen Brown said at the press conference at the last game that he thinks that we wanted to win this game too badly. We had it circled on, you know, on our, our on our calendars and we were pressing. We played a little tight. So, yeah, that the Warriors are 100 percent in their head. You got to win the games that you want to win, though. In, in my experience, you got to learn to win those. <laughs> Turns ones. out, because I like I feel like. Especially if I'm in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to win that game. For sure. Personally, <laughs> turns out I don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't want to lose. You get that what one. A lot saying, of people hey, are watching. What? Yeah, no, I, I know. What you we, we've all seen somebody who tried. <laughs> you try too hard, and you end up yeah. screwing it up. Oh, I'm number one. Try too hard, guy. Yeah, yeah totally. Those are two of the, like, the the real ones. We're not scared of the Nets. They shouldn't be scared of the Nets. They've, they've proven that they can deal with the Nets anytime. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just too disciplined for the Nets. Philly, obviously, you're scared of, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, any <laughs> anything on the any other teams at West? I mean, you know what? You you could say that, but when Philly has their three guys all, you know, when Maxie's right, you know, mm-hmm. Harden's Harden, but Embiid's Embiid, so they they're yeah. gonna they have to have a healthy respect for Philly. Um, <laughs> Harden's Harden, but Embiid's Embiid. Yeah, I like that. It's just I don't, I don't so so that. much knowledge of the NBA tied up in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the West. No, uh, no, not really. I mean, I think okay. Boston has the the horses to go with anybody. They're deep. They have yep. a lot of size on the wings. They're rangy. They they have shooting. You know, once Rob comes back, they're going to have you know the, him and Al man in the middle. You know, I think maybe Boston needs one more. Like Josh Richardson would be great. Another wing two guard kind of defender off the bench, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the hottest team out west, right? Let's do it. Yeah. The Pelicans. Yeah. Nine and one over the last ten as of this Oof. recording. Twelve and three in the last fifteen. Yeah. Oof. Zion is playing angry. World we breaker. haven't really seen Zion. Yeah. We 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 we've seen him play like he was just for, for the first part of the season, he was just like excited to be back out to the point that like it was the first time I've seen a player just play with a giant smile plastered on their face for yeah. an entire NBA basketball game. That Suns game though, he's he was villain. Yeah. The dunks. Yeah. The dunks alone. I mean, this one in the fourth quarter. Second chance points. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh-oh. Oh. Yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a lot of uh-ohs in this match. A lot of people feeling what Zion was about to do. Again, another one. Zion stealing. Zion slamming. Uh-oh. Stole it with two hands. And then... Get out the way, sir. The controversial one where they were mad because the game was over. You and, know what? Um, Do you not you guys remember when Chris Paul a couple of years ago was playing against Portland and they were up and the game was over and he went and took a layup as, mm-hmm. as the buzzers and Dame said something to him and he had that little what? What'd I do look on his face? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want Zion dunking, you stop. Yep. You score exactly. more points than them. Yeah. And Chris Paul tried to make a layup right before that. That's the only reason exactly. Zion got the ball. 
like the, the game was over. You're because you now. tried it. You tried it. Right. It's like I so, wouldn't have done anything if you hadn't. But I guess here's the deal. And again, I love it because at the end of the game, you know they're going like if the ball gets designed. You're Antonio Daniels on the play on the play call going. Oh no! Oh no! Because <laughs> he knows what he's gonna do. It's my favorite part of the clip. He's like, "Don't do all, don't do it, so, to him, Zion." Seven seconds left. Chris Paul comes down, misses a layup. The the Pelicans are up nine. Is the game's over? Right. Yeah. And and then Zion just kind of leaks out. Just here he goes. Oh. And he then, hit the 360 no, windmill. No, no. 360 windmill. It, it was very similar to Vince the Vince Carter dunk that opened the most legendary dunk contest performance. Except Zion's left-handed, so he's coming that direction, and you feel like he's going to do it the reverse the way Vince Carter did. But then he brings it with the left hand. It's again just to hear the old. the pleas of no, no, no. no. no, no. That's my favorite part because him, he knows. Sir. They're you like, know, we know you can't. You ever watch the Cleveland show, uh, the Family Guy when Cleveland's house gets blown up and he falls out of the bathtub? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just one more time, please. Again, no. it's more than the duck. It's like this setup of him. It's basically like, do not unleash the power of the crystals. It feels like a scene in like a sci-fi film of like, yeah. do not unleash the power. One more time. I love that. And then Zion, like the bench is completely turned up. And I just like for him, he was almost like that wasn't to entertain y'all. Like I'm letting people know right now where I'm at. Uh, That's what I love. And he's playing D. He's playing D. The Pelicans, when you look at the defensive efficiency and offensive efficiency, they are top four in both categories, which that's, that's dangerous. Yeah. And Herb Jones out. Brandon Ingram out. Out. They're, yeah. That's they're scary. Deep. They're deep. I, I wasn't worried about them before the season, but seeing what they're doing now with Ingram out and Herb Jones out, knowing that they're going to get two players of that caliber back. Again, um, teams only go as far as their stars, and Zion has proven himself to be a superstar. You know, I think by yeah. the end of the season, we're going to talk about him in the top, you know, obviously top 10, top five, top whatever, somewhere in there. He's, he, he's that kind of game changing player. Um, and then with a guy like CJ, they got a couple shooters. Um, Alvarez, that's his name, right? Alvarez, Alvarado, Alvarado, yeah, Alvarado. yeah. yeah. So he's a, he's a great player. He's a good bench piece. Yeah, they they got role players. They got the stars. They have everything you need. I don't know if they have enough shooting. You know what I mean? When they get to play the elite of the elite, and teams just build a wall around Zion, but that's where you got Ingram, right? Ingram. Yeah. My only thing is, we all know teams usually go. There's a progression, right? Right, and this is going to be their first year, really, with with Zion. So, if they can make it to the conference finals, it'd be amazing. Um, if they make it to the finals, it'd be amazing. But we all know that's not how it, how it kind of goes. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, yeah, looking at them in like Memphis, we were just saying before, I'm like, pretty soon that's going to be the Western Conference Finals. One hundred percent. Yeah, the Warriors, Warriors are in their in their last, you know, in like kind of the twilight here of, yeah. of, of being a super elite team. So. It's interesting. Just I, I always check in with five thirty eight because they're right about everything and uh, <laughs> the politics, everything. But one thing they did it's get valuable. right, I remember last year. So they have their this is like Nate Silver's analytics thing. And last year, I remember just watching when the Celtics were like eighteen and twenty. They had the Celtics near the top for like most likely to win the title. Hmm. And I was like, oh, their model's broken. And then I watched a couple Celtics games 
and I was like, oh, maybe their model's not broken. And then by the time like they had won, you know, like five in a row, they were head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, they're actually like less a favorite this season than they were last season, but they're still like they have them as thirty one percent chance to win the finals. The Grizzlies good. are next at seventeen percent, then mm. the Bucks, then the Sixers for some reason. Uh Suns, but like the Pelicans aren't aren't anywhere near the top. I mean, I guess they're like eighth. Uh, according call my to bookie, rankings, call my so. bookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so, should we take a quick break and then come back since we yeah, got a big chunky yeah, first? Coming back yeah. in a moment. Took a big chunky first. <laughs> big <laughs> chunky buttery first. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll come back with uh, our Mad Boosties <laughs> underrated performers of the week <laughs> uh, <laughs> and some plays and performances that blew us away. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stan the queen of tejano and Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. And this is the segment, Mad Boosties Underrated Performers of the Week, where 
uh, Miles and I, completely without any assistance from super producer Jabari, uh, no, not true, Jabari uh, goes through all the performance of the week. Jabari knows all. He sees yeah. all. Otherwise, I will just keep bringing up Austin Reeves. Yeah. And that doesn't work uh, well. There's actually 20 lines of Austin Reeves copy here that Jabari just put a line through. Uh, that yeah. Miles said. That's wild. Even the one when I said, whoa, he got a haircut. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> nope. Okay. <Yo>. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. So we, we haven't talked about it yet, but the Lakers and the Sixers played and it was a sloppy affair. Yeah. But Austin Reeves was one of the most fun. And, and like, I mean, he had a really good game, but he, he was putting it together. And one of the four people I was most scared of on the on the Lakers side. Okay, I think you're just saying this because the Lakers and the Celtics play tonight, and we've already said off mic that the Lakers are probably going to get absolutely tossed tonight. Because I hope not. I mean, I was I was going to actually ask you. See, we're trying to talk about underrated performers, but James, like with the loss, the two losses, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like the the Celtics got it. Like they don't want to lose three in a row. You know what I mean? And it feels like a good emotional Good like there's an right emotional game. dimension you know what i mean but how are you feeling because in my mind i'm like oh no they got someone to prove and we play them tonight so every year this is the first time tatum actually came out so smoking hot but the last couple of games he's he's he normally starts off really slow and so i'm not super shocked i'm wondering if he's gonna go through a swoon um again he's been pressing he's like he's trying, trying a little too hard so it'd be nice if he kind of relaxed this game and came out i don't have a good feeling about it um Oh, so we well, we have that in common, right? <laughs> we both well, have a terrible <laughs> adversity. Adversity hits every team, right? Yeah. You know, Boston was on a tremendous swell and an upswing all season. This might be part of a dip. You know, I'm not saying they're going to lose eight in a right, row or right, anything, right. but they they looked. I mean, what they scored like 93 points the other night. You know what I mean? Like that's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the greatest feeling. I could be a little pessimistic too, even though I said I'm a pragmatic yeah, yeah. fan. I could be oh, a little no, same. That's how I deal with it too. Yeah, just because expectation is the mother of suffering. I just completely throw all my expectations out the window. So that's how I protect my ego. Funnily enough, when I didn't think the team was a contender, it was so much more fun watching. And then last year, in, in the playoffs, I was like, you know, had an indigestion a little bit. Cause, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, you know? why? So, yeah, why? When, when, you're at the, when you're actually on top of the league, it's, it's a lot harder as a fan. Yeah. Cause, right, right, right. The hardest playoffs for me was when the Sixers had Jimmy Butler, and I did feel like they were a contender if they could get by Toronto and Kawhi. Yeah, like I really was. That was the hard. That was the most painful one. Yeah, Um, I don't know if anybody remembers how that ended. Anyways, underrated performers of the week: AJ Griffin out of Duke Blue Devils has made two game winners this season. Which that's that's pretty uncommon for rookies. We've seen that a lot this season, actually. I don't want to remind anybody about you know what what happened between the Pacers and the Lakers, but <laughs> thanks. He is just the second rookie to ever have multiple game winners, joining Tony Kukoc. Oh, um, wow! Yeah. Okay. That's not that's a decent good company there, I guess. Yeah, Kelly Oubre, twenty eight or more in four of the last eight games. Uh, but I want to talk about Bogdanovich's last two games off the bench for Atlanta. Twenty nine point five points off the bench. 72.2 true shooting percentage, 13 threes in two games. That's insane. Remember 38 against the Lakers? Mm. He had 22 in the third quarter. When he is locked in, he's got he's got that like clay in him that like, you know, you just want once he's locked in, it's it's over. It's target practice and it's NBA jam, he's on fire type territory. Could you imagine if the Bucks had got him like they were supposed to? 
Yeah, that would be ugly. That would have been, that would have been crazy. That would have been a problem. Hey, speaking of a problem, Joel Embiid is a problem. Uh, we're moving on to our plays and performances that blew us away. I'll let you guys talk about Embiid putting up 53 <laughs> and 12. Hey, Jack, this is the question. I see there was a there's like a meme going on in like Sixers Twitter talking about like the sort of inevitable cycle of how the Sixers seasons go. Starts off, Sixers look underwhelming. Then Embiid goes God mode. Sixers look dangerous. Then team shortcomings start to show up. Then GM trades for somebody. Then Embiid's supporting cast lets him down and the Sixers lose in the second round. Offseason moves bolster hope and repeat. Yeah. yeah, they forgot about the part where Embiid's face gets broken in there somewhere. That's <laughs> happened a couple of times for <laughs> right, some right, reason. Right. Just like, you know, the largest, most indestructible force. You know, we were always worried about his feet or his knees and uh, his face always gets broken in just random accidents. Right. But... Yeah, that's about right. Right now, the cynical Sixers fans are like, we're right now in Embiid goes God mode. Yeah. And now everyone's like, but what's the next move where the shortcomings start to show up? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if Harden stays healthy and Maxi comes back looking good, I feel like I wouldn't be too. I would say you'd get out of the second round. Out of the second round is the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. That's a big if about Harden and his health, man. I just, yeah, I know. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm trying I'm trying my best to give positivity out here right now. Harden did in that same game where Embiid went 53 and 12, had 19 points, 16 assists, nine rebounds. So my my question about the 76ers is they didn't have enough last season, and then they didn't add anything. They didn't like make a coaching change or anything mm -hmm. this off season. I mean, they they added. I guess that I shouldn't say that they added. The guy from Memphis whose name is escaping me, who's who's been really good. Melton. But yeah, Melton. Melton's been really good. But just watching them doesn't feel like, okay, they've gotten over that hump and they're a different team than the team that can't make it out of the second round. So like that's that's my question. And Beep was in God mode last season too, you know? Um, so is is it enough? It, like, did did Harden take it up enough? It hasn't looked that way to me yet. I don't think so Harden did. We'll I think see. I think Maxi will. Maxi is right. a borderline all-star when he's healthy and he's cooking. You know I what I mean? So that, yeah. that, even though you didn't really, like you said, add much, him, his game taking a leap is adding something. You know what Yeah, I mean? right. I'm hoping so. And it's, it's been tough positive. to tell because he's been hurt. Right, right. But, right. but he looked good early in the season. My thing is, I wonder if P.J. Tucker, P.J. looks washed a lot. Um, he looks, he looks, whoa. He's he looks, averaging like three points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's out there just getting cardio in like 30 minutes. He's Seriously. Getting cardio. So that'd be my one concern. He's playing with an Apple watch on. Yeah, <laughs> keeps checking. Yeah, it, you know, and then just waves step. to Doc when he gets to ten thousand. <laughs> Yo, Melton is really good. It, it does feel like they they need to make some changes rotationally to get more Melton, maybe less PJ. But yeah, I don't know. I think they were so much expecting Thibault to kind of pop, right? And he he's just he's done something. He, he's yeah, he's something. Yeah, he's just too. It's, I don't know. He can't do anything on offense. Triple J had 15 points, seven boards, and uh, let me see, eight blocks in a win <laughs> over the Hawks. Tyus Jones filling in for Ja with 22 and 11 assists. He's great. Yeah. Can they lose? Are they? Yeah, the Pelicans are exciting now, but like the Grizzlies have that experience, right? Yeah. And no Desmond Bain, too. You're like, oh, boy, boy, boy. boy. Yeah, oh, boy. yeah they're, they're deep. Baines is playing a lot like an all-star this year, too. Um, like I said, Triple J. He he made a move the other night. Where he uh he drove from from the wing to the rim and hit a low like a low runner and he just guys were bouncing off him like he started he, his body's filling out he looks big and strong so um yeah man it's they're they're dangerous and they're they're deep but 
I don't know. I think the Celtics depth might have them a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The West is interesting because it, yeah. it does feel like Memphis and New Orleans are the two most exciting teams right now. And Memphis, I think, has one of the best city jerseys. So, you know, everything's oh, yeah. working for them. <laughs> that chrome. Oh. Except for the gritty. I think the gritty is a stupid dance. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Memf- Memf- Memphinians. Memphinians, that's correct. Uh, <laughs> Kawhi put up his first 20 point game of the season 25 9 and 6 versus the Celtics. Uh, that's his first 20 point game in over 500 days. Miss him. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, whoever, it didn't matter. He, he was stuck on automatic. And uh, even the TV announcer, the, the Clippers guy, was like, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's downloading his second half software. And yep, he went to work. Did you see his interview after the fact where he was like, yeah, I'm just like focused on the postseason. Like, this doesn't matter. This is like boring, essentially. You got to love it, though, right? That's what they brought him and Paul George for. They don't care about the regular season stuff. They're like, hey, we yeah, I get to the postseason, man. Are you thinking the Clippers want me to play off? No, I mean, I don't know. You, you don't want to be seventh place heading into the postseason. Uh, Tatum said the same thing the other day. He goes, hey, all this is cool. It doesn't matter if we don't, we don't hang a banner. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, for sure. Which, that kind of sucks, though. As a fan, I love the journey, and I, I mm-hmm. don't want to have that feeling where I'm like, oh, if, they don't win the, if they don't win it all, none of this, this, none of this matters. Watching Jalen Brown be awesome is incredible. Watching Smart win Deep Boy is incredible. So I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Man, then Dame, <sighs> that game against the Wolves, like, disrespect. That first half, I think what, he had eight threes in the first half? Eight threes in the first half. <laughs> love it. It was, oh man, I just love when you're like, man, you can't do anything about this. Yeah. Nothing. No matter how hard you try. And it's like the second he knew, he's like, I think I've reached the point where I have just enough space to get this shot off. He was taking it. And even when he didn't have enough space and he was just mm-hmm. like, I'd like to shoot like right in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just adjust. Let me just give me a little space. Okay. There you go. Here. Now you're on next year's upper deck card. And then Shea Gilgis Alexander. Crazy. Man. 42, three, three assists, three steals against Luca. Only had 38, but I think they lost that game, didn't they? The, yeah, ultimately, yeah. I'm curious, is there any chance Shea Gilgis Alexander could ever start the All-Star game? Starters is based on voting, right? Yeah. But, uh, oh, right, right, right. But yeah. is because I know Charles Barkley, I feel like he's been like lobbying for him heavy. But I just think like when you look at how he's playing, like clearly he's gonna be in the all-star game. But I'm just like, is there like another level of I don't know, uh, presence or like having more fans like attention or something? Could change that or just run like, like you're going to get on the team, but it'll, it'll take a while to the fans vote you in. I mean, maybe if they start winning in a couple of years, right? The Thunder make a, at least a playoff run and they're on national TV a little more because he's great. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's what sucks. The casual fans don't, they only see him once and like, oh, that guy was pretty good. And they don't see him again. <laughs> yeah, right, right. When they got hey, him and guy? two seven foot two plus guys in the middle, if, if they get Wemby, then I feel like people start paying attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be. <laughs> It'll be three seven plus guys. Then they have Poku and they have Chet. Oh yeah, yeah, Poku, yeah. Poku yeah. Chet, and Wemby. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I just want to see that. Yeah. By the way, I like that you said Luca only had thirty eight. That's the kind <laughs> yeah. of season he's having. I know. I just like you know comparatively. I just wanted to be like, yeah, look, and he did four points better. But yeah, he's also just incredible a freak that will not be stopped. Um, and then LeBron still doing it. 35 and AD had 34, 15, and seven assists. But I don't know, man. The Sixers got AD in foul trouble. That's the only reason they were able to, you know, dominate the way they did. And, and even then, it, the game went to overtime because they 
just tried desperately to, to yeah. give it away. Well, the they end, tried but. so hard. Were they up like, you know, they, yeah, they closed that lead quick. They were up nine, I think, with 30 something seconds. Something it was, was like that. Yeah. 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 It was pretty, pretty bad. Oh, it was bad. All that to just <laughs> completely throw it away. It was a very different experience on my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, I think for me, I'm, I will look closely at this game tonight. Um, as you hear this episode, you will already know what happened between the Celtics and the Lakers, but that is one I want to feel good about, but part of me just feels like there's the emotional momentum may swing the other way. So is LeBron going to get the scoring record this season? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. right? Like soon-ish, right? He's 800 points away? I did the math. He, he only has the average like 16 points a game over eight oh, season. Okay. So he's going to he's, he'll be get it somewhere. Yeah. I don't know, February maybe, January. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. Should we take one more break? I think we should Come back and do get it warmed him. up. Oh, yeah. Let me just get warmed up for this next session. <clears throat> yep. Okay. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stan the queen of tejano and Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. And it's time 
Amazing, brother. Amazing, brother. For James Hollis to get into the hot seat, this is the rapid-fire round of questioning, the fastest <laughs> question segment. Let's go. So anticlimactic that it ends with round of questioning. I just, <laughs> yeah. I do love that. Rapid-fire rapid round, fire round, of, round questioning. of questioning. You know? Because you, yeah. you want to be technically accurate. Can't be obviously. too concise with the name rapid-fire. No, 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 no. Well, give people a chance to catch their breath. Exactly. Because they're not like you're going to make you spit the rap god verse from Eminem or something. Like that kind of rapid fire, or maybe something from Big Pun. But no, we're talking about these questions that will come very quickly. Now, James, we're going to ask you a question. Just respond. Just react. Don't think too much. Pop Don't the dome. give. Got it. Let's go. Exactly. Let's go. Don't give long answers. And if we start you know, bloviating and start, you know, giving art to just, just cut it off and keep it going. Cause at the end of the day, this is the fastest. Gotta keep segment. us on Got point. It. Swing a sword at a, at a four door forward. Swing a sword, door, door, door. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. My bad. Fire. Spit whoa. So I was at Whole Foods the other day. This is, this is on topic. Uh, I was at Whole <laughs> yeah. Foods the other day and they had in the magazine rack a magazine that was just called Eminem. And it was a picture of Eminem on it, and it said, greatest rapper alive. <laughs> it's like, yo, what is going on with the Whole Foods clientele? Yo, that's his manager who did that, because you know he doesn't use the internet, right? Right, right. Because they probably were like, yo, go to your newsstand and tell me if you're still popping Marshall. <laughs> and then he saw <laughs> and, that, he's like, you didn't oh, buy it? you're right. That would have been a great guy gift. I know. I took yeah. a picture of it, so yeah. I can Close send enough. it to you guys. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Start the clock! Um, here we go now. Uh, knees weak, arms are heavy. Mom spaghetti. Uh, Jack, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, mom spaghetti. Indeed. All right, That's mom the only spaghetti. Part I know about that. Hey, you uh, know the rules we play. It's mom spaghetti. So you're going <laughs> we're first. We're playing mom spaghetti rules. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go weak, first. Heavy. James, go. Contender or pretender? All right. Uh, and I'm going to give you some some teams here. Denver. Currently has the 27th ranked defense and find themselves in the middle of the pack in a crowded Western Conference. Contender or a pretender? Pretender. Got to be pretender. They just don't have the defense has been horrible. Their backup center is uh, a cor the corpse of DeAndre Jordan. Yep. Pretender. DJ. Mm. Man. Okay. How about this? He's out there doing it in the high altitude, you know? That's yeah. Good for him. I'm just amazed that he can, you know, keep that many steps. And no, no breakdown. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> Next one. Brooklyn is 17 and 12, winners of nine out of 10, and finally looks like a team many people anticipated. Contenders or pretenders? I have to go if I got to be quick. Pretenders, only because the Bucks are there, the Celtics are there. Both those teams are deeper and more disciplined. And right now, the Nets, I still don't trust Ben Simmons. Wow. Mm. Okay. okay. Really? Fair. Fair. What really? don't you not, trust about? Yeah, what is yeah. it about Ben Simmons? <laughs> wonder that what might that not... is. Take a shot uh, in the dark. About we'll yeah. put a pin in that. Put a come back to that one. All right, Minnesota, uh, thirteen and fourteen. Not quite off to the start. They would have liked, uh, given how much they swung for the fences <laughs> this past summer. You know they're having a little trouble because yeah, they've had to move Cat out to the perimeter, out to the four spot, which where he wants to be anyway. You know, where he wants to be, but it also doesn't. He he doesn't have the matchup. That like allows him to, you know, be the best shooting center of all time, and therefore, you know, draw the center out. So, are they a contender or a pretender? They are an absolute laughing stock, and I love it. As the original Rudy Gobert hater, I love every minute of it. <laughs> they told me he was elite. He was top fifteen. They told me he was a superstar. That roster is a is a total travesty. They're ruining our, our boy Anthony. What's his name? Uh, Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Edwards. They did a terrible yeah. job building around him. They should trade Cat as soon as possible. They are absolute mm. pretenders. They're frauds. When did it go wrong, you think? Because it felt Rudy like Gobert? 
Yeah. Like if without that, it felt like we were on a trajectory there with the Wolves. One hundred percent. I mean, they should trade for traded for Donovan Mitchell. Mm. They should have traded for. Yeah. Is that a warning tale to teams like the Pelicans? Uh, in Memphis, who are just thinking like, well, you know, maybe start doing stuff. Or do you just kind of be like, hold on, let well, this thing stop cook. Stop paying big bit. money for, for centers. Like, like, you got to stop paying, unless, unless they're Jokic or Embiid, then what are right. you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, very, it's very much a move I would have made. I really? thought it was going to work out. And it's a really? move I would have made because I was like, yeah, well, they can't like defend anyone. So you just put that guy back there and overplay on the perimeter and he's going to stop everything but it just totally messes up all the things that are good everyone else them. It, was a, it was yeah. a very bad idea that i would have fallen for uh because i'm dumb i don't know if that was <laughs> uh, evident to you <laughs> i would be a very bad gm next question and you know james we got to keep this going you Let's know go. i appreciate the the answers but we have to keep Sorry. this moving the next question is you have the chance to win ten thousand dollars to make a layup with each hand twenty five thousand dollars to make five out of five free throws or $100,000 to make at least four of five from deep. Which challenge are you taking? I'm taking the easy money and doing the layups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as I was, yep, keep it moving. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll respect that. See, I would you be st- so worried about missing the layup, and then everybody yeah. would laugh at me. <laughs> Each hand. I would go, could I do a two-hander for the left-handed layup? No, I'm you're not allowed. Easy. You got you to do a full lefty layup. There's going to be a judge there, Miles. Yeah. And going up on my right foot? Yeah. Oh, ah! it's, a, it's a dribble up layup? I can't just yeah, yeah. do the Oh, right, no, the it's a Macondro. dribble up. Not the no, no. Mm. You know, you got you to gotta pull up. I'm still taking that one over there. They used to football. give me a panic attack when I was playing, like, junior high basketball, doing the layup lines. Like, all right, from the left. I'm like, yo, come on now. Yeah. Do all yeah. this in front of people. <laughs> yeah, also, I like making George Mikan's name rhyme with pecan. <laughs> I know. That, yeah. was, that, was I a, like that was a goof. George that was a, that was a I goofing. like that. I was goofing. A little verbal. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, it. we like Rudy Gobert and George McConnell over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do things a little bit we different around here. our big men around here. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Gobert. <There> he is. <laughs> James, what we say, man? We got to keep this thing moving, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I mean? We love you, man. We love you, but we got to keep this moving. Please. That's on me. Please. That's on me. Yep. My bad. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, Is this me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well okay so all right <laughs> james what's the new rule you know we 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 like to say new rule around here when we're doing our rapid fire uh what's a new rule you'd like to see implemented or altered effective immediately i would love to see them go the international rule of uh the goaltending stuff once it hits the rim it's in, it's in play i would love to see the nba do that is that because you just watched the Redeem team and you saw how fun that was? I just think every, every just year, I just think because like it's stupid. Once it's hit the rim, it should be live. And think about how many how many blocks a guy would average. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rudy Gobert would learn how to time it and knock him off the rim. Got yeah. Tip dunk so easy. I, it just, I think it'd be more entertaining. I like it. Yeah. The Redeem team documentary is fun. By the I, way. I, I just, I just finally watched it and it's a blast. I'll tune in and check it out. But I mean, I, re- I remember watching all that reliving it watching it live so i remember ricky rubio being a big part of that and just like how how good he was even though he was i think 12 at the time uh that that game was played and they don't mention his name once i don't think in the documentary <laughs> which is weird but <laughs> I, not, I respect this it. ain't about him it's about america all right that's right it's about the us of a yeah James, we have to keep it moving. <laughs> I was, that was a test, man. Okay, fine. Next question. James, you know a thing or two about NBA Twitter. What's your favorite NBA tweet or Twitter moment of all time? 
you're not gonna get me in. You're not gonna suck me in. You're not gonna okay, suck that's, me in. I'm just asking. That's I'm not asking about anything specific. I'm just asking you for you as a person who enjoys the NBA and Twitter. What is your favorite? Movie? It was probably seeing Steve Nash. Uh, somebody was heckling him, and he said, "I'm the hardest 40 year old you know, Brody Temecula." That was pretty cool. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100. I just retweeted <laughs> it the other day. 100. <laughs> Temecula. Oh yeah. So that's just a one word uh, way of now telling people to fight them. It's it, I see it like people will will at me all the time or, or tag me in tweets all the time where somebody's talking and, and one guy's like, Yeah, man, Temecula, meet me Temecula it's all the time. So <laughs> oh, I'm honored man. and I'm I'm proud to be part of the, the NBA Twitter lexicon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we gotta tell people what, what that is, right? I um, mean, look, if you, they don't know the ballad of Snotty Drippin and um real AF. just do some digging on your own it's uh yeah there's plenty of articles plenty of articles have been written when i retweet this out i'll make sure i drop out we did a whole podcast on it over on dunk tales yeah and also there's articles i was we made huff posts we did all kind of bleach report did a whole thing on it yeah all that good stuff so someone basically asked you to fight them in temecula on christmas day on Christmas Day, yeah, that is an important that detail. That was an important right. detail. And he actually he actually drove away from his family because I told him, yeah, I'll meet you. But I was actually in Arizona. <laughs> so when he, he left his family like, on Christmas like, Day. Yeah, you know, driving down the five or the 15 highways, just blaring fight music, ready to, yeah. ready to fight over Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. It's always incredible to me. I got death threats over that. Oh, yeah. 100%. I got death threats. I got called every name in the book. Because they're yeah. like, then why'd you agree to meet him? I said, because he's stupid. Like, I'm not trying to. It's the internet. If he did it, like he's the idiot, not me. But yeah, yeah. yeah I got called a coward, a punk, all that stuff. So look, maybe he learned a lesson about his anger. You know, I'm sure. Jack, <laughs> no. are you going to tell James? <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. Would you rather meet me in Vegas or Miles in Temecula? <sighs> Is there a C option? Because neither one of those things sounds very favorable. Oh wow, man! Yeah. I'm so much fun in Vegas. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't like to gamble. Oh, what about wine country in Temecula? But I, we can go to see a show. I don't. Do I, oh, I know all the. Oh man, no. thought I had this one. I mean, oh, am I paying? If I'm not paying. I'll say Vegas. Yeah. Is that is that anything? I think that, that counts. counts. Yeah, Wait, Jack, are right. you yeah. paying? Hold on, hold on. Well, let's ha- let's find. Out. Are you paying? Who me? Yeah. I, oh, see, you're no. not getting squirrely. Oh, now uh, now he's back. <laughs> Oh, wow. so not, have wow. you seen how pocket. much these ah. Cirque du Soleil tickets cost? <laughs> hey, dude, I just want a buffet. I just want a buffet. I want some oh, T-bone steak. Simple. That's all. I want some some tri-tip. That's yeah, the is. buffets advertise the like one price, but then they get you on little little ways, and then yeah, I'm gonna lose all my money on a blackjack hand. So, uh, <laughs> man, so I don't care. So, I do yeah. need you to cover this. Actually, uh, yeah. buy me a steak, bro. Okay. okay. Look, you know what? I think that counts. That's a win in my book. We're putting that up. Yep. Hang the banner up. James Hollis, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before you go, we want to share some tweets of the week with you and the, our listeners before you tell us yeah. where people can find you. Uh, but we asked all of our listeners, you said, what is your NBA jam squad? If you could put anything together, who are you guys putting together for some fantastic matchups? I just want to read a couple. Uh, at Alex K 14 DFS said, Tim Duncan and George Gervin on the Spurs. Dr. J and Charles Barkley Sixers. Kareem and Giannis Bucks. That's hard. That one's wild. That's tight. No shooting, though. You got to have a three-point shooter. Yeah, I like that. Let's yeah. We're playing a different kind of game. I'm goaltending all day in that one. It's yeah, like that's true. Yeah. Nothing is, nothing's getting near that, that rim. Then 
Let's see. At Mark Vomit said, Ja and Big Country Bryant Reeves together. I, I would have gone with Reef on that one. You know, I'm more of a Sharif Abdurrahim fan. But uh, also, Anthony Edwards and Isaiah Ryder. Interesting. Shay and Sean Kemp. That would be a fun one, too. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, we're taking from the origin, uh, origin team. And then at Saul underscore Bookman said, Nash and Barkley would be dope. Uh, Lajuan and Harden, Mullen and Curry, or PG and Reggie Miller on the Pacers. And the realist, Jay Mark, uh, said Durant Petrovich is almost mm. unfair. Nice. Okay. So uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Mad Boosties, B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S. And James Hollis, man, thanks again for showing up. I mean, so many Best times people don't want to come had, up here. By far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, I mean. No, I would actually. I agree, man. This is a, this has been really fantastic. We've had a yeah. great time. Where can they find you and support you and all that? Um, my, my favorite player was Scotty Pippen. So just change some letters and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Snotty Drippin. Also, <laughs> we have our Dunk Tales pod, which uh, I can say it's on all platforms. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to be like you guys. Um, but yeah, me and my partner, JP, we do a pod once a week. And check us out. Man. We're not we're not on your guys' level yet, but we you gave us something to aspire to. We appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. We're in the lobby. We're in the <laughs> lobby. You know what I mean? We're just in the lobby. We're all trying to get on that elevator. All right, y'all. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see what happens with the games we were talking about, like the Lakers, Celtics. Who knows what's going to happen there? But we'll Nobody. be back, and we'll be talking more NBA action as usual. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bad boosties. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.